Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being a dedicated listener of the podcast. You are absolutely the reason I continue to show up each week with new content and am able to bring amazing guests on to the show. If you have found this podcast valuable, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would take a few seconds to give a five-star rating and even drop a review. These reviews and ratings are what help the show grow and continue to help even more women and also allow me to bring on even more amazing guests for all of you to enjoy. All right, now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Jesse Golden Podcast. I am bringing you some very valuable information today that took me myself as my own client a long time to figure out. And it's something that I've, with all of my experience working with hundreds of women, have come to realize can really hold so many women back from achieving their goals, whether that be health or physique related, even when it comes to their relationship with food. And it really has so much to do with the different levels of readiness for behavior change. And there are some things that we need to focus on before we get to the point of, okay, let's just dive right into a strategy. We need to be honest with ourselves about a couple of things. So what are the things that we need to be honest with ourselves around? What are the three, some of the three big reasons women never achieve their physiques? Now to start off with a little bit of a foundation here, there's a difference when I'm talking about this between lifestyle changes. So if you need to really change your lifestyle in a lot of ways, long-term, that is going to be different from someone who's doing a more phasic nutrition approach, which is what I teach inside of SLA. It's more advanced. It's beyond just, Hey, let's change your healthy habits. It's let's get more advanced with brief periods of fat loss where you're in a calorie deficit. And then you can go back up, maybe not all the way back to your previous maintenance, but you can loosen the reins a little bit relative to your fat loss phases. If that sounds confusing to you, get your butt in the live masterclass that I have coming up on the 27th. So that is going to be, actually that has already passed by the time that this has aired, but you're going to want to go ahead and look into SLA, Sustainably Lean Academy, if this is something that you want to learn more about. But without further ado, we're talking about different things here when we're saying, okay, you're, you need to build solid lifestyle habits versus we're going for brief periods of sacrifice for fat loss during a calorie deficit, phasic nutrition, where you oscillate between being in a deficit, maintenance, maybe even a gaining phase if that's relevant for a small number of people. And you're going through those different phases. Those two things are different categories, but the content of what we're discussing in here still applies to both. So what's the first reason. Firstly, so much of sustainable weight loss is a mental game. As I discussed in a previous episode, um, a couple back, there are common subconscious fears that women have that prevent them from getting to their goals because 90 to 90 95% of our behaviors are subconscious. We can shift our subconscious, but we have to give it a lot of effort, a lot of attention. This means that most of us are acting out of autopilot for the vast majority of the time. And if we are quote unquote self-sabotaging, I don't love that term for more so self-protecting, then it's for a good reason. But the first one is beliefs about what is required to achieve their goals is not accurate. And those beliefs 
are associated with suffering or being too extreme. This is really common for women who've come from a background of fad dieting, of being really obsessed with food in their body, and it took up way too much of their mental space, their lives. And for these women, I was one of them who spent a lot of time overcoming a lot of those demons and developing really healthy relationship with food in their body. Then the last thing they want to do is to go back into that hellhole. That is the extremes. That is living off of chicken breast, steamed vegetables, or zero carbs, or counting points, or feeling like you have to track in an app, whatever that looks like for you, that left a scar on your psyche, or even your body, your physiology, your health, then it's completely natural that you would have resistance to moving forward when you associate the process with that reality. So what we need to do is shift your concept of what is possible, what reality could look like for you. And this is why I share oftentimes people, some people get upset when I'm sharing, hey, you can have some cocktails, you can have some dessert, you can have the treats, quote unquote, that you like to have throughout the day. I have, whenever I'm in a fat loss phase in just my day-to-day life, but still when I'm in a fat loss phase, I'll have something sweet, something dessert-ish nearly every single day. I'll still have one or two cocktails or glasses of wine every single week. And that's not to send the message that, hey, you don't have to change anything or it's not going to require any form of sacrifice because it will, but it's to show that it doesn't have to be this bland area of suffering where you feel like you are just in the depths of hell and just gritting through every single day. It does not have to be like that at all. Is there going to be some element of sacrifice? Yes. Are you going to suffer that at all? That does not at all need to be part of the equation. Okay, so your brain is only focused on the past, which is fair. Your brain's doing a great job. It's doing its job. But you need to show it a new future of different possibilities. So how I recommend that you do this is follow as many different women as you can online who eat and move differently than what you've been accustomed to believe changing your body has to look like. So if you really don't like tracking, that is something that brings out negative negativity in your brain, or you just simply don't enjoy it, then stop just following people who all they do is track to achieve their goals. There are billions. I mean, there's 8 billion people. I'm willing to bet several billion have been trying to achieve weight loss at some point, but there are so many women who've been successful in maintaining a fit, healthy physique, have lost weight, who don't track. Seek those people out. Follow as many different women as you can who are achieving their goals in a way that is different from what you believe you have to do if you do not like that way of doing things. I would argue doing that even if you do like the way you're doing things, just in the event that in the future that way starts to no longer work for you or you're no longer feeling pulled towards that. So follow the women who are vegan and do Pilates and do yoga. Follow the women who are just managing portion sizes. Following the women who are just focusing on eating mostly whole foods and honoring their hunger and fullness cues and focused on gentle walking, whatever it is. Follow the women who are lifting weights. Maybe some are powerlifting. Maybe some are sprinters, whatever it is. Follow a diverse range of people who are doing things differently than the way your brain believes is the only way and that you do not want to be your reality. And a bonus 
if they have a similar background as you, similar body type to you, maybe similar goals, where they started from, where they're ending up, anything that is similar, lifestyle that is similar to you, lifestyle that you want. And this is what is called, these are expanders. And this is a term coined by To Be Magnetic, which is a manifestation company and Lacey Phillips, who's the founder. And it took off like wildfire for good reason. The notion of expanders is basically showing your subconscious what is possible so that you don't have those fears blocking you from the reality that you want. Okay. So let's rewrite your story of what your future, your experience with changing your body with getting leaner can be. So that's number one is beliefs about what is required to achieve your goals is not accurate and is scary and is filled with obsession and fear. Now, the second is women often don't have clear boundaries with what they're not willing to do. And this is similar to the first one is in the past when, and I certainly fell into this category, when I was so obsessed with changing my body, I was willing to violate myself and my well-being in so many different ways in order to achieve that goal. And you can probably think of this perhaps in the context of relationships, romantic relationships. Maybe you violated your own personal boundaries. You abandoned yourself in order to get another guy, another girl, another person to like you in order to seek their approval. Same thing with your body. You may have really gone beyond what you were comfortable with and what felt good to you in order to achieve your goals. And so you have a bad taste in your mouth naturally Even though we do that for survival, we do it because we believe on the other side of that. That is actually going to bring us more love and safety and belonging than just treating ourselves will be. So there's good reason for why you violated yourself. But if you've come to a place of more wholeness and more integrity and more self-care, stronger self-worth, greater self-esteem and confidence, then the idea of going against yourself in that way, going against your well-being in that way is likely to bring up hesitation as it should because you're now more empowered. You have a clear sense of what you will and will not tolerate, but you actually need to write that down and you need to commit to, hey brain, don't worry. These are my boundaries of what I'm not willing to do in order to achieve this goal. And that will allow your brain to relax because it knows that you are not going to come in and go down the dark path again. So maybe it's you're not willing to track your food in a nap. That's I've had many, many clients who say that is a strong no for them. It is a boundary for them. And I love it. I love when women come in and they say, these are the things that I'm not willing to do to hit my goals. That's what we want. Okay. For some women, it starts out, we usually change this because I don't want the scale to be something that is scary for them. doesn't mean they have to track, but I don't want them afraid of a number. But maybe you don't want to have to weigh yourself all the time. That's something where you're like, this doesn't interest me. It's something I don't want to do. It's not a number that I want to be part of my life. No problem. There are plenty of other ways we can track your progress. Maybe you don't want to track your steps. You don't need to track your steps. If that's a boundary for you, if that makes you a little cuckoo, then no worries. That's a boundary. We can work around your boundaries. The mindset that I need you to have is my boundaries are X, Y, Z, and my strategy is going to be formed around my boundaries. That is what we're looking for. And that is so possible. That is what so many people in the industry miss. And it pisses me off is sending the message that there's only one way to do things. And that it's usually 
the way that the person, the coach, or the whoever it is, is saying this is the way to do it. And usually it's because those people have not worked with enough people to understand not everyone wants to live the way they live. Not everyone has the same values, the same wiring, the same psychology, the same goals, whatever it is. We're not all built the same. So you have to have your own boundaries. And then the strategy with some underlying scientific principles, we can build that around your boundaries, your values, what you want. So for other people, it might be, I'm not willing to forego special occasions. And to be clear, you shouldn't have to do these things anyway, unless you're planning to go compete somewhere, in which case I'm not the coach for you, but get clear still on what you're not willing to give up. So for some clients, that's, I want to still be able to have donuts, a donut with my kids over the weekend. Great. That is a boundary. We're keeping that. No problem. For some, it's, I don't want to have to give up every single alcoholic beverage over the next several months. I can reduce it to this, and this is how I will still have some joy in my life, some connection, some whatever that looks like for you, whether it's dessert or alcohol or going out to dinner, whatever that looks like for you. Draw your boundary. Because for me, for example, if you said, hey, Jess, you get to achieve these physique goals, but you're going to have to give up going out to dinner for the next 12 weeks. You're going to have to give up having any alcohol. You're not going to be able to have any dessert. You're not going to be able to have any spontaneous brunches or nights out with people at all over the next 12 weeks, I would say, get fucked. I'm not doing it then. Like, it's not worth it to me. Obviously, that's an extreme example, black and white, which is how most of us think when we're coming from a fad dieting background. But the truth for you, it's going to be specific to you, will be in the middle. What is your boundary? Because your boundary might be different from mine. Very likely will be. You might say, I don't give two shits. I don't ever have a drink again. For me, I really enjoy going out and having a cocktail once a week with people. That's something that I want to keep. Now, if you said, hey, you can't have five cocktails a week, which I don't do anyway, then I'd be like, cool, I don't need that. It's not a boundary violation. And usually the boundaries are associated with connection because relationships are important or our health and well-being. So if someone told me, hey, you have to lower your calories to X amount, the physiological and mental effects that that would have on me, strict boundary. I'm not going to push my body and my mind to a point where my health suffers, whether that be mental or physical health. I'm also not going to sacrifice certain values. So draw the boundaries for yourself. And this will allow your brain to relax because again, you're not going to abandon yourself. Now, the third is not being clear and honest about what you're willing to give up. So this might sound similar to the second, but it is different in the sense that we often say that we want certain results, but we're not willing to change anything. So it's the opposite end of the spectrum. And for those who really buy into the rhetoric that everything has to be intuitive. So if you're intentionally changing anything about your food routine that's problematic that's disordered, whatever you want to use. I heard so much of this narrative for a very long time after I overcame my relationship with food where people were saying any intentional change that is geared towards your physicals with food, with exercise is a problem. I don't believe that at all. If we want to change our bodies, 
we're going to need to make changes to the way we're doing things, whether that be the way that we eat, the way that we move. We're going to have to make changes. And this is where the difference between lifestyle versus more phasic nutrition, like I talked about in the beginning, where you're going through periods of dedicated fat loss versus dedicated periods of maintenance, that'll be different from lifestyle. But let's take a look at lifestyle to start. If you're not actually willing to give up your heavy drinking habit, what are we doing? If you're not actually willing to prioritize your sleep and to focus on sleep hygiene, which makes a massive difference for our health and our physiques, huge downstream effects, then you're going to be paddling upstream. It's going to be a lot more difficult. We need to be honest about that. If you're not willing to ever work out, if you are just saying, no, I'm actually not willing to prioritize exercise or moving my body, let's be honest about it. If you're not willing to start cooking and you're always going to be ordering takeout, let's be honest about it. There are some lifestyle habits that you need to actually be ready to change. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you, that you're a bad person, that you're lazy, that you're this, that you're that. There's a readiness to change scale and you just might not be actually ready because you're not willing to give up those habits for some reason. Maybe you're afraid of losing connection if you're not going out and binge drinking all the time or your procrastination or your sense of staying home and not moving your body, those are giving you a payoff for some reason. They're protecting you for some reason. And whatever reason that is, I would highly recommend you listen to the next episode that I have coming out with Carly Anna. She is an amazing former therapist, behavior change therapist, and was my performance coach for a year. And that will provide more context on why you might be having some of those behaviors. But All that to say is you need to be honest with yourself about, am I actually ready to change this? Because if you're not, then living in that limbo where you're trying to pretend like you're ready is the worst. It's the worst. If change is as easy as saying, okay, ready to go. I just decided and now here it is. And there was no complexity of the human experience as to why we don't do things that we say we want to do, then everyone in the world would be changing no problem, moving to their goals seamlessly. That's not how it works. Okay. We're complex human beings and it's okay for you to be honest with yourself about what you are not willing to give up. Okay. So when it comes to the context of phasic nutrition, let's say we're doing something more advanced, like inside of SLA. Sometimes I have to be honest with myself when I'm in the thick of a fat loss phase when I'm starting to get a little, ugh, you know, whiny and victim-y. And even though my strategy is so close to what I was before, it's just, it takes that little bit of extra focus and mental effort. And whenever I'm in the thick of it, I just ask myself, okay, am I genuinely willing to continue doing this? I'm not going to shame myself if I'm not, but am I actually willing to give XYZ up? Am I actually willing to focus on this? Am I actually willing to say, okay, I'm going to get up and do the extra walking, or I'm going to cook even though I want to order takeout, whatever that is, am I actually willing to give those things up for a brief period of time? And sometimes the answer is no, I'm not actually willing to do that. And that's usually when I know that, okay, I'm mentally exhausted and it's time to call this, call this a day. That's usually when my stress has piled up, which I think it's just 
the nature of my life over the last couple of years where there's just ebbs and flows of a lot of change. And so it leads to a lot of stress, like moving, getting a puppy, et cetera. So that's my cue that my brain is just taxed. I just don't have the mental capacity to continue doing XYZ at that moment in time. So no, I actually am not willing to continue doing this. And admitting that to myself is like the biggest relief. Don't feel any shame about it because oftentimes there are very good reasons. Okay. But sometimes I look at myself and I say that and I say, am I actually willing to continue with this? Am I willing to continue giving XYZ up or expending my energy and my focus on this? And the answer is yes. And I say, okay, well then let's fucking go. I need to be honest with myself. But if you find yourself in a position where you're just circling the drain and you're like, why is this not happening? Or why am I having so much resistance? Maybe you're just not being honest with yourself that you are not actually ready to embark upon this. And I've had some women inside of SLA who've joined the course, the program, when I previously ran it as a group, or they write to me with the self-study course and they say, you know, I really thought I wanted to lose five to 10 pounds. It's usually when they're already leaner, pretty lean, and they're trying to get leaner. And at the beginning of the course, I go through all the different sacrifices and getting clear on what you actually want and what you're willing to do. And there's good reason for that. Like I'm sharing with you here because I don't want you just spinning your wheels. And they come to me and they say, actually, I realize that I don't give a shit. I don't actually care about losing those five to 10 pounds. I would rather enjoy these other life values that I have right now. And maybe that'll change in the future. Maybe it won't, but I'm just actually not willing to do it. And they just needed to give themselves permission. So give yourself permission and see what comes up. If you promise not to shame yourself and to be compassionate towards yourself, you'll receive honesty from yourself and that will make your life 10 times easier. You won't be in this constant push pull of, do I want it? Do I want to do it? Do I not want to? But do this after you've run through the first two steps of challenging your beliefs about what you think is required. It's not going to be nearly as extreme as any of the stupid fad diets and shit we've done in the past, right? You don't have to live in my fitness pal or eat bland chicken breast and steamed broccoli or never touch a carb. None of that stuff is required. So challenge your beliefs first, then draw clear boundaries for yourself so you know you have your own back. This is what I'm not willing to do. These are my lines in the sand. Then with those two things in place, then you can come and say, okay, with this context, do I still not want to do this? And if you don't, great. Give yourself the gift of honesty. And if you do, once those two things are in place and you're like, no, I can fucking do this. I just need to accept the discomfort of change because there will be discomfort with change. It's the nature of it. Our human brains do not like change. They just don't. So if you can accept, no, this is actually worth it. I'm ready to do this. I understand that I'm going to have to give these things up and I'm honest and willing about what I'm about to sacrifice, whether it be for long-term lifestyle changes or for more short-term fat loss phases. Great. Then you're in alignment. Your whole self is on the same page. And that is when the fun begins because you're no longer resisting your whole self is on board. So run through these three steps to make sure that you're in alignment, that your whole self is in the game, in the process, and you'll gain clarity 
like I said, if you realize that actually I'm not in the game, this is not a goal of mine. This is someone else put this goal in my head. I don't actually give a shit about these physique goals. Then fabulous. Give yourself that gift. This is part of being an independent woman and thinking for yourself is you deciding what you want to do regardless of what everyone else is doing, regardless of what everyone else thinks you should do. You get to decide for yourself. I hope this is helpful. Pop on over to my Instagram in my DMs. Let me know your thoughts, what came up for you. And if you need any help in determining whether or not SLA is the right fit for you, be sure to hop on over into my DMs, shoot me a note and just say, Hey, I'm not sure if SLA is right for me. Can you help me? And I would be more than happy to walk you through that. And by the time that this is airing, this episode, I believe is on the 28th of September. The price is rising on Saturday. Okay. So Saturday at midnight, which would be the 30th at midnight the price for SLA. So if you want to get in before the price rises, the doors will be closing on Tuesday, the 3rd, October 3rd, 2023. Get your booty in there and let me know what you need help with over in my DMs. I love you all and I will see you next week.